There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This episode is brought to you by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Greetings, digital citizen. It is the Nerdist Podcast number 477 uh, at midnight. Is We are in it, you guys. We have such amazing comedians coming up on the show. A lot of people that you've seen, of course, before on the show, but also some new people like Hannibal Burris is coming up on the show. Uh, we're doing a UCB-themed episode, so it'll be uh, Matt Walsh, Matt Besser, and Ian Roberts on the same show. We have Jimmy Pardo coming up. Uh, Rob Delaney's coming on. Tommy Jonigan. We're doing a community episode with uh, Gillian Jacobs and Jim Rash and Danny Pudi. And uh, Andy Daly's coming on. It's uh, It's... The show is, it's like my dream job. So please watch it at midnight. It's on Comedy Central uh, right after Colbert, Monday through Thursday. And uh, it's uh, Jeopardy with dick jokes. So please, please, please watch it. Uh, I'd like to thank for sponsoring this episode of Nerds Podcast, Stamps.com, who has long kept this, uh, this little boat afloat. Now, I don't know if you guys know, but postage is going up to 49 cents. Government! Uh, but if you have Stamps.com, you're going to get discounted postage. You will pay less than you would pay at the post office. It's easy to use. You just you have an account and you print it out from your computer. And then, then they just pick it up from your house. That, well, not they. Stamps doesn't, but your mail carrier will. Uh, and even they will be like, yeah, you don't want to go to the post office. I'm there. And believe me, you don't want to be going there. Uh, so, stamps.com. You're going to enter the promo code NERDIST. That means you're going to get a $110 bonus offer, including a digital scale and up to $55 of free postage. So don't wait. Go to Stamps.com before you do anything else. Click the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Nerdist. That is Stamps.com. Enter the promo code NERDIST. Uh, this was a super fun episode. I had never really met. This is Topher Grace. I never really met him before. Um, we both share different halves of the same name. And uh, we had sort of like, we had sort of nerd flirted on Twitter. And uh, he's... Seemed like a super cool guy, so um, we did a podcast, and he was. You know, it's it's not fair. He's handsome and articulate uh, and nice and talented, and he's launching uh, a new website today, actually, the day this podcast comes out, uh, the 10th of February, uh, whenever you're listening to this, 2014, or if you're, uh, or thank you for visiting our planet. I'm just assuming that when aliens come to Earth, they're going to pick up podcasts, or maybe they'll just... They'll just nab it uh, off the cloud, uh, literally in the clouds. So, uh, Serial Prize is the name of the website. Serial as in breakfast cereal. Serialprize.com is really just, you know, Tover just kind of, he explains in the podcast, but just sort of had this idea like, oh, I just want to launch a website that's just about all the stuff I care about. Sounds uh, very, very, very familiar. Uh, that's ex- 
That is exactly what I did, uh, and I cannot recommend it enough. So Serial Prize is basically just a, a hyper-curated site of stuff that, uh, that Topher Grace is into, and so he's kind of building out this little community. And you can follow him on Twitter at Topher Grace. So uh, here you go, the Nerdist Podcast number 477 with the delightfully charming Topher Grace. Now entering Nerdist.com. Just what I imagine Every time I've listened to it. This is new. We just came in here. It, we haven't really... We're, we've been sort of nomadic over the course of the... the entire time. The podcast. Yeah. Oh, sure. Would that help? Yeah. We, um... Initially, when I started the podcast, we, I bought, like... I, I bought, like... $1,500 worth of equipment. We had this giant soundboard. It was a huge these, suitcase to carry yeah, all everything. These, all these really snazzy mics that I had to set up every time. And it just, every time we went somewhere, it just felt a little too, like a little too much. Yeah. And then and we, we just, just got stopped. Smaller and smaller. It got smaller and smaller. Now we're now. recording on an iPhone. <laughs> on a razor. We're recording on a razor. Some, pe- some people, good reference. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't. You could have mentioned the Crazer, which was the second generation the, Razer yeah, phone. Yeah, wow. yeah. Then 101 MP3s. 101 MP3s. <laughs> yeah, you could get U2's album on it. I think that was like yeah. there was like a U2 Crazer. I think. <laughs> but anyway, thank you for being on the podcast. No, thank. You. I'm a big fan. I was just saying before you got here. I, I really? To, uh, yeah. Well, that Tom Hanks one was insane. That first. I mean, I, it was like he just gave the oral history of his whole career. It was great. It yeah. Was, um, without trying. We didn't really have to even nudge him. He just went into it. No, and a lot of people, when they do podcasts for the first time, especially if they're from the if they're from the the generation above us, yes, there's usually like 15 minutes of. So what is this? What are yeah. we? Like Christopher Lloyd didn't even know we were recording for the first 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, I remember going. The only other podcast I've been on was um, I went on uh, Jimmy Kimmel and Adam Carolla was on it that yeah. night, and he has a podcast. Yeah, and. And I, you know, I might, I've been in Hollywood for a while, sadly, and like I had not experienced a podcast. So maybe I had that kind of experience where I thought once I wrap my head around it, it's so freeing. A, you're not on camera. That's right. And B, you feel like there's such a specific audience listening to it that like you could actually, I mean, I feel like when I listened to Tom Hanks one, it was that he could actually let go and didn't have to do sound bites like on Leno or, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, he could stretch it out. It's this sort of, um, it's this sort of like long form, you can, the conversation ebbs and flows and so you don't have to go to the same well every time and it's like, it's really just like, it's humanizing, I feel like it's sort of humanizing. People can just talk like people as opposed to, uh, well, when I worked on that thing, this this director, oh, they're great. The audience has to laugh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you must know from... If you're doing a press junket in the morning, I'm sure you start, and then you just start workshopping, and by the end of the press junket, you're like, okay, these are the five answers that work. That is not, oh, workshopping is so the right word. And then also, <laughs> you forget if you hit those points in that last one. I mean, or the third to last. You know, they say you always like injure yourself on your last ski run. Yep. You go, one more run. And I, there have been so many times where, you should look this up on YouTube, because there are a bunch of uh, clips of people doing it, where my thing is I always go back to, it's great. So I'm in the middle of talking about something I don't know what I'm talking about anymore, and, you know. And uh, 
Yeah, it was great. It was great. It's a great experience. Well, what yeah, specifically was great about it? No, no. What specifically was, it was great? It was very about great. It? Oh yeah, no. We, we got that part. All Which part it? was the? Uh, I had to do that. I, I did that. <laughs> Yesterday morning, I did the I did the radio tour where it's like you'd spend like an oh, hour wow. and a half doing every all these radio stations. That's and, even worse because you're not even making eye contact with people. You're just like alone in a room. No, yeah. and then not only that, at least in a junket, you're a little more in control because they're coming into your space. Yeah. But when you're doing a radio tour, you're going into their ecosystem, <laughs> yeah. and you don't know like you know they start referring to someone they're like yeah that's like a dickhead. And they're like who's dickhead? <laughs> Am I, who, what did he do? Am I part of the joke? Take his buzzos, buddy. He always shows up. It's so funny. I went on one where I'd been on it for two hours, and you're talking to different radio stations. And then I guess one of them were like shock jocks, and I didn't know it. Everyone had been very nice. And then someone was asking me, oh, God, some crazy personal question about some girl I had dated. I didn't even know they knew I dated. You know, it was like, and it it was such a hardcore question. I think they were, I I mean, can you swear on this? Yeah, 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 yeah. They were asking me if this girl was shaved. I mean, it was like oh. it was so inappropriate. And so my tactic was, I said, um, "Do you do you guys want to get real? <laughs> like, do you guys want to get really real?" And they were like, "Yeah." Like, are you, are you about to open up about this? And I was like, "You know what? I murdered someone." <laughs> and they were like, "Whoa, what?" And I was, they were like, "All right, haha." And I was like, "No, I'm like messed up about it, and I gotta talk about it." And they're like, "Well, what about that girl?" I was like, I, "Dude, I'm telling you that I killed a man. Like, I watched life go out of his eyes. And you know why I did it? Just to feel, just to feel again." As a matter of fact, we shaved her in memoriam. Yeah, we, from the, so forget your thing. Like, I mean, yeah. I killed a man. And they're like, "All right, man, like, get off." Like, so that, yeah. see, at least that's that would have at least been entertaining to listen to of like having the tables turned a little bit because they're yeah. so guys like that are so used yeah. to being in control yeah 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 they hated that yeah and they, and they, they really don't like it if it's like oh well I mean it's not it's not cool like they can't wrap their minds I around I just took it. his wallet and I got out of there <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't he about the money it was, he had a fucking it was family. about you know like just feeling alive yeah and I liked it, guys. I liked it. <laughs> Where do you live? Let's hang out. What are you guys doing after the show? This has been fun. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are just like me. We've never, never had this kind of connection with anyone before. <laughs> I was just waiting for someone to ask me that question. <laughs> but it, <laughs> that's that. I would love. See, I, now I feel like it's your duty every time to to do that in every single every interview, I every do. single yeah. one so where they someone I murdered. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and then all these backstories of like I got people. away with it. I'm kind of messed up as to whether or not that's good, you know. Yeah. But then what well, happened? Never, was, last time, this will be the what? last guy <laughs> I murder. You can count on that until maybe the next interview. Yeah. I was done until people wanted to start talking about it, and then I just realized I needed to keep filling so that up. Fun. But I, but then someone will discover like a body, and then. Be, and then you're like, no, it was a bit. Yeah, it was a bit. It was a, I was, in, I was being sarcastic. It was, yeah, I was, I'm here's sar- hours of interview evidence. Of <laughs> Mr. Topher Grace is a murderer. I'm a sarcastic psychic. When I say things sarcastically, yeah, it, also- it turns out they're true. <laughs> let's actually let's get off of this. <laughs> so what? Uh, uh, how, what? How have you been? I, I've, I've followed you on Twitter. I noticed that you joined sim- somewhat recently. Uh, is it good? Have you been appreciating and embracing it? Is have you scared of it yet? Or is um, it- I'm starting a website. That's why I'm here. And I start. I only really joined Twitter to kind of aggregate people who might sure. care that I'm starting a website. Sure. 
Uh, but it was very nice to, you were one of the first friendly people to say welcome. That's like kind of a scary thing, especially if you know you're a loser because you're the 8 billionth person <laughs> to sign up for it, you know. Um, no, but I like to welcome people that come on, especially, and, and also it's, you know, I like to let the people who follow me that also would want to follow you, like, hey, he's on Twitter now, and you, you know, that you probably wanted access to this guy for a while, and here it is. I'm, I'm terrible at it. That's why I'm doing the website, is eventually it's going to shoot out to, or every day it'll shoot to Twitter and Facebook mm-hmm. and Instagram, so I, I just don't know what to say about myself in 100, you're, I mean, you're literally a comedian, like, you understand how to do a joke in that amount of time. I just work with Sarah Silverman. She, like, knows how to... You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I don't write jokes, really. I gotta tell you, I'm... like, I murdered someone. <laughs> <laughs> like, hashtag, like, kidding. You know? Here's the Twitter evidence. Mr. <laughs> Topher Grace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, He's tweeting his thrill kills. Um, but I, I feel like I'm actually not that funny on Twitter because I don't... I don't write good quick. Sarah's really good at, at quick yeah. jokes. Jonah's, you're good at quick jokes too. I, I'm really puns. I'm no good at um, you know at, at quick observational. Maybe stuff like I know Anna recording. Kendrick, and she's like like it's it's a whole form of content. Yeah, like it's yeah. really interesting. I just don't. I don't know. I don't need that kind of life or something. I don't <laughs> have interesting little things to share with people. It's always so. weird when you're with people and then like you both experience like the same thing or you see the same thing happen. And then they have, like, the perfect way to say right. it on Twitter. You hey, wait, we, we had the same information. Yeah. We had the same things happen to us. And you, all right, And then you. I spent, I'll, you can spend, like, five tweets going, so I just saw this guy, <laughs> yeah, this and moment. he had this bread in his yeah. hand, and I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Look at bread I want to say I'm really, I'm good in person. Like in all these mediums, that's what I want to say is like, you know, like, I'm doing okay here, right? So so if you have a series of of tweets that you you think are are boring, you should just hashtag them like Topher IRL, like in real life. In real life, like, that was funny. In real life. You get me off Twitter. Hashtag you had to be there. (laughs) 140 characters, I can't, you know. Yeah, and like selfies, and, you know, I don't really want to take pictures of myself. And then like... The other night I did this thing that all these celebrities were at, and I was like, do I walk up to them and be like, yo, man, let's get a picture? And then if you post it, that's weird, right? Like, The only time I would do that... I did that, it to share it with everyone? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think there are times when it's okay. Like, if it's a really big... If, you, know, it, you know, let's say, like, oh, uh, Cher was there, and you went up, Cher, can we get a picture? Like, oh, yeah. Then you have to, then you have oh, to yeah. post it. Oh, yeah, it's like Charlie Sheen or yeah, someone exactly. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If, it's, if it's sort of like someone, you know, someone like that... Um, the, the sort of the Jupiter of the solar system, but if it's you know, but if it's someone that uh, that you don't know, but they're kind of in your circle, then I feel like it's weird. That's even worse, right? Yeah. Unless yeah. they, unless they seem excited about it, like, oh my god, it's so good to to see you. You know, but you have to call it out and be like, should we yeah. throw up this chance encounter? <laughs> on, uh... I have been in situations where I was, I kind of said like, oh, I, I don't want to be the, and then that person will go. Oh, let's get a selfie, oh, yeah, yeah. and then I'm like, oh, okay, it's okay. So everyone's just as as nervous. And I pulled ridiculous one off wire image the other because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did this reading of this thing, and everyone was on, and I was like, that was a picture that was taken. And it's all of us who That's did true. the reading, except it says like wire image over my face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's I think it's funnier one. that way. I think a wire image selfie. Yeah. But it's just all like. Um, like wire images of me putting it in with other celebrities, like other like the celebrity has wire image over it. Yes, it's me without. Like, yes, <laughs> without the logo. or you taking a selfie in front of a giant computer screen with wire <laughs> image celebrities <laughs> in the back. That's not a bad. What I did this website was three reasons. Um, 
and I'm psyched that I both uh, got to know you uh, on Twitter, and it's all, you know, I'm getting to know a couple people in different cool ways because of this. But I, about a year ago, I re-edited this Star Wars thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if yep. you've heard yeah. of it. Yeah. This room has probably heard of it. I got an invite to the hey. Soho House That's screening. right. I invited you and through I, uh, Jamie. And okay. I, was, yeah. my, I was heartbroken because I had to go out of town. I was doing stand-up, so I had to go out of town. Oh, so I, I hope you were so mad once you read about it, right? I, well, I was so bummed because yeah. I really, really... It's never really going to be shown again, it. by the way. I know. Sorry, buddy. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. God damn it. I know. And it was, it was one of those situations where I'm like, Fuck! But I, but I had to go. I didn't what happened with that was I was a producer on a film, so for the first time, I went into editing, and I gave the worst notes in the history of time. <laughs> like you, as an actor, you kind of do the movie, and then you wait nine months, and then you watch the movie, and you go like, hey, what took you so long, guys? Like, mm-hmm. you know, this isn't that, you know, it's what we shot. And then once I was in the editing room, I realized what an art that is. It's like sculpting or something, where you, you know, one frame makes a huge difference, and then... If you, you know, I, I mean, there were, I was giving the worst notes, like the second half has to be faster, and I don't like that little part where I smile and do the thing. It, it was all over the place. And uh, so I bought an Avid after that experience, and I got a tutor, and I just at my home started to learn how to edit. Uh, and it has been, by the way, I'll never try to professionally edit. Like, um, it's more like a director taking an acting class sure. before he directs a movie just to kind of yeah. get into that. But I think it's made me better in the sense that uh, I just understand how it works. I used to kind of like maybe drive at the same thing a couple times. Mm-hmm. But I've heard, you know, like Tom Hanks or Denzel or these great actors, they always do something different because once you have it, you know, you have it. It's, yeah. down. it's already down. So Yeah, so I've fallen in love with the... First of all, it's, it's fun to do. It's like Tetris or something. It's like a fun... Uh, game or something to find. Do you mind if I? Where. Why'd you uh, pick Avid over Final Cut? Just curious. You know, I actually, I actually moved over to Final Cut, which is terrible because now uh, the new Final Cut isn't as great, and I yeah. have the older system. Um, I wanted to learn how to do it on Avid because that's kind of like industry when you standard. go into these industry rooms, what they're normally cutting. Yeah. On. But Final Cut is delicious. I mean, it's yeah, like, yeah so. it's, it's fun. And I, the first film I did was Atonement. I wanted to do something I wasn't in. And I had, like, an opinion about how Atonement could have a happy ending. <laughs> and, like, three people. But, I, you know, they have all those flashbacks. Yeah. And I used them in different ways. And I had a blast doing it. And then I... God, this is a great interview. Because this is the only time anyone will ever listen or even care about I think it, <laughs> this no, thing this that I did. Great. I'm telling you, I think... It, listen, I, I think one of the fun things about podcasting is listening to people talk about things that they actually care about. Yes. It's interesting to listen to people yes. talk about stuff. So hearing you... I Because I have a million... The, the idea of editing to me is very stressful because what I see as a non-editor is a million ways to fuck something up and like one or two right ways to do it. And so that stresses oh, me out because of the this sort of uh, I feel I feel weighed down by the in, the infinite the infinity of choice basically. Yes. Of this could be anything. You could yeah. stitch this together in any way. The beginning could be the end. You could change, you could add. Well, you're clearly a very nice non-manipulative um, you don't have a god complex like myself. Like, <laughs> you know, there and, and and let me tell you, that's why I wanted to edit something that I wasn't in. Because maybe if you were editing the Comedy Central thing, you'd be like, what do you guys think? Or so, you know, I'm already a part of it. But to come at something with fresh eyes, which is really what editing is all about, is like looking at it a different way. Um, when I finished that atonement thing, I showed it to five people who hadn't ever seen atonement. 
And they dug it. I mean, they didn't know what they were missing. Kind of. <laughs> but I used a lot of the outtakes and stuff, and it was still only like 38 minutes long. Wow. So they were like, a cool short film. And then I thought, all right, what's a whole piece of material? Mm-hmm. Like you would have hours and hours of footage from a film that was filmed that I could kind of bring into one story. And I wasn't a big fan of the new Star Wars movies, but I'd seen them. And I thought, you know, there's kind of one whole story in there, sadly, because it's three movies. Right. <laughs> but uh, I think I could, I, I don't know, I, it, was, it was interesting. It was before J.J. was a part of that thing, so it was like uh, maybe everyone thought that was it for Star Wars. Right. So uh, I put them back to back to back with all the outtakes in. So it was like about nine and a half hours long, this piece. Wow. And then I just whittled it. And, and I was being tutored at the time. I, I'm not. I, I like Star Wars, but uh, I'm not the hugest fan of it. But I, uh, this was great because so was, nothing was precious to you. Nothing was too precious. Yeah, yeah and I, I just wanted to make one good kind of story as an editing exercise. And uh, then we had this screening, which I didn't know was gonna. If you want to know how many um, people it takes to set the internet on fire, it's two bloggers. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> One blogger, it might be like, I don't know if that really happened. But, but two of them. Two bloggers, which we happened to invite. Uh, it, it was like I was trending number one on Twitter. It was just weird enough. You know, the guy from 70s show, you cut Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was... Uh, like, people like, you're not even on Twitter, and you're trending on Twitter. Like, you right. have to... Figured out, so I decided I wanted to do a site that kind of dealt with a lot of stuff that I dig that might not be on other sites. That's nice. exactly why I started my thing. Like, it was like, yeah. oh, I just, yeah. this makes me happy. I think that's yes. the best reason. I almost called it shitilike.com. It's that's called serialprize.com, but I, at the beginning, that's what I thought the title would be. That, I, I think that's the best reason to do, to do anything. Because the other thing about it is that it, you know, I mean, you, it sounded like you had the same issues that I had. I mean, I've been on, I've been on Twitter for like six years, but it, but in the beginning, I was like, I don't, what am I going to, you know, at first it was a blog. Like, what am I going to blog about? I don't want to talk about, oh, here's what I yes. had, you know, here's the eggs that I had for breakfast. Although I did spend about a year going, here's the eggs <laughs> that I had for breakfast. This is some crazy eggs. These are fucking crazy, <laughs> eggs. crazy eggs. Like one of them, the yolk's all crazy and shit. <laughs> Hashtag YOLO. Um, but then, um. Yolo. But, but, but then I. Nice, oh, nice. I almost did. Yeah. I'm going to Yolo, oh, but fantastic. It was like a cop. Yo, look. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, but, <laughs> but I think, you know, when I started the thing, I was like, well, this is an indirect way of getting, letting people know who I am by talking well, about the things that I like. Here's the thing, man it's content. Like, if you're an actor like I am, the only time you can really deliver good content is. When you're in a movie that's coming out that someone great directed that you're lucky enough to be a part of, or, or you're on a TV show that you've been a part of creating over years, um, there's only so many things you can do in the in between uh, when you're not when you don't have a studio behind you. Right. You know, um, it's like right now those uh, Catching Fire kids are everywhere. <laughs> where'd those Twilight kids go? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when you have a studio that has, you know, $100 million to spend on a marketing push every time, right. like, you, you uh, have that kind of pipeline. But in, in the interim, if you want to say something, I wanted to elevate that content. And there are many different kinds of content. There's um, being a spokesperson for something, mm-hmm. which I don't want to do. You know, like you're selling someone's product, but right. that's a way that you can be on billboards and you can kind of be in a in a communication with like an elevated communication with the audience. There's um, 
you can date someone publicly. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> I, I can't believe people don't pay enough attention to this, but it's like a soap opera that every week you watch in Us Weekly or you I know, just whatever. said that last night. That's so crazy you say that. Yeah, we we had there was a we had an actress on. She's a young actress and she's on a Nickelodeon show and she's but she's 21. So it was just having this discussion about like how do you, you know you're essentially on a teenage show, but you're a woman, but people are still... Oh, I've been to that party, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But people still expect you to be yeah. this. And so, you know, she doesn't understand the obsession with celebrity culture. And I said the exact same thing. I was like, yeah, it's like a soap opera. That but we none know of the these, plot lines. None like, of these I, people would be in otherwise, and so they're through print. There's like an A plot line where this huge movie star is dating a girl, and then when they break up, she has like a B plot line. Yeah, yeah there's uh, in the uh, documentary Celebrity... Uh, which is like a photographer. It's all about the paparazzi and the uh, gossip culture. But they talk about how it's like they look back and showed like all breakups throughout like you know celebrity culture. And we all know about them. Yeah, like we're sharing in this. You know, the same way you know about whoever's dating on like oh man, I don't even know what the show is. What is it? Vampire Diary? I was going to say nine hundred two one zero, which is dated even if it's the new. <laughs> but uh, I think the new nine hundred two one zero has vampires. I think everybody fucking vampires yeah, now. Everything. But I but so that's one way to do it. You can go to jail or do something bad like that's a kind of content for the audience or you can do social media and for me 140 characters or you know like night out with the boys (laughs) (laughs) or whatever (laughs) a picture of me and my friends I mean like I just didn't do it so I decided to I mean it's more personal I'm sure you're you're covering on Nerdist like a like a like a lot of different things. Like I'm just covering what I want to. Now we are, but for the first two mm-hmm. years, it was just me. Yeah, it was just you. me. And then, and then I started to get crushed from the weight of the responsibility of like, because I'd work all day doing other stuff, and then I'd be like, I have to write something, you know. And then it was just the, what do I like? I started, I started, started to get to those points of like, what do I like? I don't know what I like today. What am I interested in? So it was just trying to. I mean, that's what we. That's sort of the thing that you. That's sort of the thing that you have with stand up is when you start. You know, you're like, I want to write stuff, but then you really have to go. What do I care about? You know, you get those right. moments where you get that block where you you don't even know yourself for a moment. Yeah. So it can be a little. I recommend bringing a contributor sooner or later. I think it'll be very. It probably. I mean, maybe. But for me, right now, it's a way to say. Here's something. It's it's eighty percent just aggregated stuff that I dig that I want to kind of highlight, and uh, and some of it's old. You know, just stuff that I dig from the past or a collection of different things or kind of a best of list, and then twenty percent of it's going to be more self-centered, like stuff that I either made or. Uh, stuff from a set or sure. stuff from a premiere. We're, we're going to do another screening. You should come to this next screening. I would like, love to. We're going to do Close Encounters. I would love to. And then, listen, if we become friends, if you if you happen to have a screening night at your place or you just leave a DVD in your mailbox of the Star Wars thing, that would be fine. You know, every 1,000th person I bump into <laughs> goes insane. <laughs> <laughs> and does that, that kind of... You're doing like a cooler version of it, but they're like, just let me just see it. Just, just let me see it. I'll just... I'll, I'll get in and get out. I promise <laughs> I won't even use the bathroom. Just let me just see it. Chris, are those Google glasses? Why what? No, what are you talking about? <laughs> 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 no, you'll you'll like Close Encounters. There are many cuts of Close Encounters. And it's um, all kind of tightened, but then everything's put back in. Yep, it's cool. It's it is. Cool. It is. I mean, I, I, it is interesting that, um, that that even on a, on the level of uh, you know even like on a Spielberg level that you he could make something and then everyone could go, this is one of the greatest things in the history of the art form, and then he could go. 
it still could have had this other. Like he's there's still things that they yeah. feel like yeah. eh, I should tweak it. Plus, I'm calling it. This was my thing editing it. Once again, I do not want to become a professional editor. <laughs> That's the one fear I have talking about this is just like uh, you know a hobby like fishing or something. But I thought. Uh, this is going to be a post Raiders cut, which is he kind of was that guy, but he was still also kind of trying to make the Godfather. Yeah, yeah. just with aliens or sharks. Or yeah, something. but he was still in that, and that was the time too. It was these kind of, um, I mean, wonderful films, but they would kind of be languid sometimes. Or lo- and then after 1941 came out, he went like fuck it, <laughs> and like just went with his instincts, and that's what Raiders is. You know, it's yeah. like really that pace. So I tried to. Go to, he has a couple jokes that are hidden, but if they're cut the right way, they're kind of a little... Um, anyway, look, he's a genius, and um, this is probably bastardizing his stuff. <laughs> no, no, but, but it's, it's fun. I think it's, a, I think it's a fun way to pay homage to someone. Yes. And, and it's also, totally done out of respect. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like the fact that you would say, like, well, there's some hidden jokes... There, there are probably things that, you know, maybe were either just for for himself or like, oh, I wonder why most people didn't pick up on this one thing. Yeah. That I think it's you know just sort of getting granular with it and playing with it that way. I I I think it's a loving I think it's a loving trip because ultimately you have to live with the material for a long time in order to do that. Oh yeah, it's it's almost like you kind of enter the film. That's what's cool. Like I, just watching like what Joe Wright did in Atoma is I mean, the guy's brilliant. Like, um, I hope at some point to show. All these filmmakers, these alt cuts. I wonder if, what they think. I got you a present. Yeah, I got um, you. That's what you should have done. It's a three-minute version of uh, your film. Son of a bitch! <laughs> He's right. Well, I, I guess uh, um, I think it's I think it's probably the best way to try to understand. I, I, I see it as a way of seeking understanding. I think it's one of the best ways to try to understand how they did what they did yeah. by deconstructing it and then maybe taking, you know, taking this drawing from the same pool of pieces and then just putting them, seem reassembling them. Yeah, and and uh, and time has passed too with some of these. You know, like they they would probably do it differently now too. Yeah. Also, the the audience has changed because every movie has been copying Close Encounters. Since it came out, so like it's kind of the same movie, but paced up, and yeah. kind of not better, but like uh, aware of Close Encounters. So yeah. try to kind of pace it up. It's you might not notice that much. It's not as sexy as a Star Wars thing. It's kind of like a more. Uh, but you should come. You I guys would love to. <laughs> would love yeah. to. I would love to. I think there's more room. This is sort of related, but I, I think there's more room. So you 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 like do you like do you prefer sci-fi? Do you like sci-fi a lot, or do you just like kind of playing with it? Uh, Sure, yeah, I'm just not, that's the other thing I want to do with Serial Prize was make it, uh, I love your website when I go to it, I can really follow it. Some of these entertainment websites I go to are so, they have to post so much, I think is what it is. Like, I don't know about Sailor Moon, like, I don't, <laughs> you know, the fact that they're doing a Sailor Moon, I don't know what that even is. But I like Star Wars and Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. and I think the majority, I'm only posting once a day, and I think the majority of Maybe I'm wrong, but I think uh, people who are like me want just kind of, uh, you know, just play the hits, right? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. If you're going to a concert, you know, I don't, I don't need to hear the deep cuts. Yeah, yeah. But after a while, you might kind of find some trenches to go down of like really deep. And I, and I, think, I think the rule is that <clears throat> as long as you really care about it, that's the connective tissue. Right. You know, as long right. as you really, even if it's something that most people wouldn't know, as long as you're really passionate about it, I think that's what yes. will draw people. Well, I liked, I mean, the site is kind of an homage to, uh, you know, the background is like a child's bedroom. And that for me is like the 80s. 
I mean, I know it flowed into the 90s and we're still, when I watch the Avengers or like uh, Super 8 obviously had a ton of it, but like I love that, I miss that Amblin feeling that, yes. like, you know, that magic, it's like uh, Batman's committing suicide. Bo- James Bond is committing suicide. Like, Remember when he used to have all these gadgets? They both yep. had all these gadgets. And now they're both committing suicide. Yeah. Like, I, I just, I love, uh, I miss even the bad Amblin films I miss, you know? There was definitely that sort of... Uh, wonder. They were trying to capture wonder. wonder. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there was a sense of wonder. And, you know, maybe some of it was to do with our ages at the same... Like, we were at the, we were just the right age. Oh, no, and if you watch Goonies... First of all, I had a weird experience where I watched Goonies for the first time two years ago. Yeah. I just missed it somehow. You know, oh, wow. everyone has missed one great... Like, yeah. you know, someone missed Teen Wolf. I'm like, you didn't see Teen Wolf? <laughs> How could you... He was surfing It's amazing. <laughs> it's funny to me that... And then and then we'll go back to the Goonies uh, fiasco of uh, the mid-80s. But the... Um, but that the fact that MTV would take Teen Wolf and then turn it into their version of but Teen that's, Wolf. But that's what we're going through right now. Yeah. It's the same thing as Bond or Batman. Or the, the darker it is, Dark. the cooler it is. And I don't know what that is. Maybe a reaction to 9-11. I have no idea. But it, but it probably is. You, you know, like uh, this kind of darker is cooler. But, you know, God, the wonder. The, I was saying even when I saw The Goonies two years ago, and certainly it's not as easy going down <laughs> as when you were five, <laughs> it, you still go, they're going for. Right. Um, like they're shooting this all at a kid's height. You know what I mean? It was interesting. Yeah. Like, uh, like you know what they were going for with ET. They're just a very different thing now. And I hope. Um, I just read that Steve Martin book, Born Standing, Born standing Up. up. Yeah, yep. God, I love that. Book. Did you read it or did you listen to the audio book? You know, I read it and then someone told me and I listened to the audio book. It's good, yeah. Because I think it's better as, as an audio book because he's I do doing too, it. Because he yeah. reads it. Because then he kind of does his old bits and yeah, then yeah. it's totally. You can tell at the beginning he's trying to do it like any other reader and yeah. then halfway through the book he starts like kind of yeah. doing the bits. Like... Which is amazing because the, the, the thing that sort of saddened me about it is that I know, or at least I believe, that in, that in Steve's mind um, he was doing that to sort of. Share the story, but then close the door on it. Like, right, and open it. Up. I will never talk about these things again. This, if yeah. you want to talk about these things, they're in this book, and I will never say. But these it really, probably introduced again. everyone to. Yeah, he was. That book is unbelievable. Yeah. But he said that thing about how there was this post-Vietnam Watergate thing mm-hmm. where everything was dark, and and stand-ups could get up on stage and say like. Nixon and the audience would laugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's still funny. Yeah, and uh, like he, well, him telling it is funny, but I don't yeah. ever want to go to a club where someone says Nixon and the country is that fucked up. Yeah, that that's a laugh. You know, like did you uh-oh. have you ever have you ever met have you ever worked with Steve or met Steve? I met him. We had a lunch together, and uh, what? Yeah, I know, I know. That was like one of my all time. He was, I think, he was recording the book at the time. Um, it, I'll tell you about the lunch, but the, my point is, I think we might be at one of those. Breaking points where how much darker can we go? Right. I know it's always cooler when it's darker, but I miss the wonder. I mean, I miss these are public trust, these things, you know? Well, part of that I believe, and then I really want to hear about the Steve Martin launch, but part of that I believe is that um, because um, our culture is this. is this virtual open book at all times? I mean, I mean, again, the internet, the best and worst thing to happen to our culture is that at all times we're assaulted with all information about everything. And, yeah. you know, a lot of times the things that captivate us are the, you know, it's like the evening news. It's the darker, shittier stuff. And so that starts to populate what your perception and then you're like oh everything's shitty and it's like well no there's you're seeing everything all at once but the shitty stuff is popping you're you're seeing all the shitty stuff at once you know i remember one time i was in middle school and you know you're like kind of finding yourself and i went over to someone's party and they're like 
like, uh, how are you? And I was like, fuck off, dude. <laughs> like, I just decided to be like a badass that yeah. day. And everyone, I was cooler. Like, yeah. I was cool. I just couldn't keep it up. It wasn't like innately who I was. Like, I wanted to share in things with people. But I think it's always easier to be cooler if you're darker. Sure. Yeah, it's much harder to do. I mean, like, the flip side of E.T. is like, what, always? You know what I mean? Where it goes too far and you're like, whoa. So, yeah. And if no one wants to be in that. It's always cooler to go darker. Even if it's not as good a movie, it still looks cooler. Yeah, but he's a ghost and he's got to help his wife find love. And that's how Audrey Hepburn's going to take him into the next I world. I can't even offer him he's in that. Yeah, but uh, I, hope I, I hope I have that kind of career. Where when I'm very old, people have me play like angels or God. <laughs> that's how you know. Or narrate yeah. everything. Or narrate everything. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, yeah, either God or voice of God. Like those are one of the two things. Yes, that you exactly. Want. Yeah. Okay, so your lunch with Steve Martin. Um, how did this come about, and how did you form words? Uh, it was a meeting on an idea, which was filthy rotten scoundrels, which is now he's the older one, and there's oh, going to be wow. a younger guy. And it was such a good idea, Jesus which is Christ. I know, which would have been the greatest sequel of all. Time. And then the twist is that. Uh, Oh, man. Well. <laughs> Is it ever going to happen? Uh, no. So who cares? It was um, going to be that Michael Caine was the guy. Like, you didn't think he's in the movie, and then it turns out he's the guy who was orchestrating the... God, so great. Oh, some... damn it. Yeah. Was Frank Oz going to be back on board? I, it was, like, really early. I think it was a producer who was putting it together, and it didn't kind of come together. And uh, But it was a terrific lunch, and I thought... Um, you know, he. I think people know he can be. Even reading that book, he talks about it. He's not what you expect when you meet him. Right. You know, he's not performing for you, and he knows when it's time to perform, and he's probably the best alive at it. Right. But uh, I didn't think he was also really that. Um, I mean, he wasn't cold or anything. He's actually a very warm guy. He's just you're looking for the most entertaining human. Yeah. Um, and then if he sees something that is interesting to him, this is my experience in the lunch. He will go after it and really want to talk about it. And he, he's, I mean... You also had a reason to be there, to, which yeah. was to talk about this. And he knew yeah. who you were. And it, but like, when we talked about other stuff, it was great. I mean, it was like, we talked about New York. And, this, and I just read Object of Beauty, his book, yeah. you know, that, uh, that takes place in the art world. And he's really involved with art collecting. Yeah. I mean, that's it. What has he not done? Yeah. He's had his music career, stand-up career, film career. Art collector. And I don't even think that guy does it for the awards, even though he's won every award. I think he literally just loves finding a new thing. It's funny. You look at comedians who started at the time he started, and that guy just... That's what you hope for every performer, is that they want to go into new mediums like the internet. The, well, he, but he, you know, he also caught the... Um, you know, he was also a product of... A, there was a certain amount of... Um, of uh, timing in that SNL was this groundbreaking show and he was really he, SNL blew him up like SNL totally blew him up right, that yeah. you know because you, I've talked to comics who were like yeah you know you'd see Steve in a room doing what Steve did and you know most of the room wouldn't get it a handful of people would really yeah, get it yeah, yeah. then he went and did <laughs> SNL and then it was like TV's powerful I remember being such a loser in the, my first year of college it wasn't working at parties <laughs> with girls, even talking to dude. I mean, like, people were not getting my humor. And then five episodes later of 70s show, <laughs> just people were like, got it. <laughs> like, this guy murdered are, somebody. Come here. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, I make the murder joke, you know, before that. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. You know I'm, it's a but problem. You were, great, yeah. you were great on that 70s show. And, and that, Thanks, that show, 
um, I was I remember I did a sitcom the year that that show launched because I remember being at Upfronts when your show. Oh yeah. But your show was. I know we've met like once or twice, kind of. In passing. Yeah. But, and this may have been one of those times, but this was like 98 maybe. And it was the it was up front in New York. And it, but that 70s show was called something else first. That's right. It was called um, Teenage Wasteland. Yes, yeah. that's right. That's a great name for that show. Yes. I think uh, the folks over at The Who, that was going to be our theme song. It was Bob O'Reilly. Yeah. But we actually taped that, I think. And then they said, no go. Wow. And they gave it to CSI. So Yeah. That yeah, made more sense. Like, old. <laughs> We're about a bunch of kids yeah, who love yeah. rock and roll in the '70s. Yeah, yeah. Let's but make it, it about it, murder. It was the CSI yeah. Miami, right? It was, CSI, yeah. was it CSI Miami that got Teenage so, yeah. Wasteland? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, that's oh, a different ratio. Is that a different one? No, no, it was the third one. It was the New York one. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, but you guys got a big star song. So that was that was actually that was, actually, that was more that was my on. introduction to Alex Chilton too. And I, oh, really? I, it was fantastic. That was a lot of '70s music I didn't know, but I remember. Seeing you, I don't know if you knew this. I was in the audience at a, like, at a what do you call it? M bar. M bar. Oh M-bar. yeah. You were at an M bar show. I go to. Uh, I used to go all the time. I had a lot of friends there, and I still try to go. It's a great way to see people when they're kind of working on material. And I'm not a comedian, but I love watching that. And I watched you do your thing. And I, I mean, this is a huge compliment to you because I love, like, uh, like uh, Jared Leto, for instance, who was like, I'm going to go do music. And people were like, that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> like, actors don't... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then he's like, no, I'm going to keep acting. Now he's going to win the Academy Award. Like, <laughs> I, I love it. Like, I love when people... It's like the universe is saying, do this one thing. Yeah. And then you say, no, fuck you, and, like, break through it. And... I don't think there's any better example than you. Because I remember I was right in the age of whenever Singled Out hit. Like, <laughs> there's a girl from this boarding school I went to who on, like, spring break went on Singled Out. And I was like, oh, she's famous. <laughs> <laughs> she's the most famous person alive now. She, like, was chosen by... I mean, I forget how that show worked. That is so fucking <laughs> funny. I remember being in a bar once, and I was at the bar... And next to me, this dude, there was this dude, this kind of like meatheaded dude, and this really cute girl came up and recognized him and went, Hey, you were just unsingled out. And I was standing right next to him. I I want to be like, I'm on every episode. (laughs) But that was okay. So to touch the culture like that in a real way, to really touch pop culture, and then I remember seeing you at, it's called M Bar? M Bar, it was, yeah, it's M Bar, yeah. And you. I, and you know what? I, you made the joke on stage right away because it was whatever that transition period was where yeah. people would still know you most from that. Yeah. And still, I was like, you're just, people just don't believe it until it happens. Like, until they're <laughs> at the Academy Awards and Jared Leto's up there. You know what I mean? They don't yeah. fully think it's going to... And I remember you saying it, and I was like, I don't know, like, the guys from Singled Out. And then watching what you've done, man, it's... It's impressive, and oh, I, I love you that. saying that it's coming from all stuff that you love and that you were passionate. Well, that's the important. That's the important thing. Is like so much of the, the so much of the early part of a person's career is, is just sort of survival. Like, well, I just got to work. I just got to do this. Yeah. And then at a certain point, you either give up and stop doing it, or you say like, well, what do I what do I want to do? Which is a question. That's exactly that, what this site is. That I'm doing. That's exactly what you're doing. Yeah, getting and, in touch with that stuff. And that's yeah. the right. That's the right. I think those are the right questions to ask. And you know. Anyone who might be like, oh, well, you're doing internet stuff now? Like, yeah, I'm doing internet stuff. This is what I want to do. And then, well, But now everyone is probably – there's a tipping point, right? There was probably a tipping point with Nerdist, right, where people were like – at the beginning, are people taking – well, they weren't taking it as seriously as they are now. They weren't – I mean, you know, well, I mean, for the first handful of years, it was like um, – 
it was sort of it was nerd tribalism of like you're not a nerd what do you know and but then <laughs> but then works. but then people not you know but then people really not because for me with stand up it was a lifelong obsession and all this right. nerd culture stuff was a lifelong obsession it's just I didn't start doing it until after I had done something else first. And then so people want to put you in a box. So they'll go, oh, no, you're Eric, what are you talking about? Yeah. You know? And so, but I really do they believe. They called you Eric, too. They huh? called <laughs> me Eric, too. That's weird. <laughs> that was your character's name yeah. on Single Out, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, how big your show was. Foreman. <laughs> now, you say that as a joke, but when Singled Out crossed over on Boy Meets World, we did face-to-face with the character of Eric, played by Will Friedle. Um So I was kind of an Eric for one episode of that show. Wait, I don't understand. <laughs> we did a backup. What a crossover and you were playing you I played me but the joke was that Wilfredell and I looked alike because we both were white guys who had this drapey hair and so right, there was right, a lot of right. he looks like Eric jokes uh, in that in that episode. Which, so in a way, you were almost on seven. I kind of almost. You were almost in Trojan War. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Deep, it was a deep cut. Rare oh. opportunity to make a Trojan War reference. Stop Jesus. cracking your knuckles like you're. Dave's cracking his knuckles now. Yep, well, my work here is yeah. done. If I could take a nap. Well, like, bro. <laughs> but Danny I, Masterson was in Trojan War. That's right. That's I mean, right. if you want the full. <laughs> now who's cracking their knuckles? But uh, I but I think it's I, I think it's really important to to just keep at it and um, you know and then eventually I mean people will find other ways to attack you but ultimately it's you know it's all it's ebbs and flows and but the important thing is that you're doing what you love and the important thing is that you're that you're putting things in the world that you actually care about. And people will, people will, like, the, it's the Steve Martin thing of, like, the right people will get it. Yeah. Right, right. That's good advice, yeah. It really, it really is. I, so. I mean, it's just because, um, were you not super social online before this, or did you kind of lurk around well, sites? I, for all the reasons I was talking about, I don't like dating publicly. Yeah. I don't like selling things. Publicly or privately, I don't like. Um, <laughs> it's very black market's fine. I'm not ever, you know, in trouble with the law or you know stuff yeah. that would make noise, and I'm not into social media. So when that thing trended at number one, and people were like, you guys should have some kind of presence. I had to wait until my next movie came out for people to say, what was that Star Wars thing that you? Oh, and right. then it's the wrong people asking you. You know, it's like yeah. someone right. on entertainment tonight's like you. Oh, so you Star think War, you're you better than a... George Lucas? No, yeah, exactly. I just was exactly. <laughs> This was so, a thing. Then I thought, all right, if I were to do it, like, how would I do it? And the answer is I want to have a full-on, like, room, like, a, like a, not just a bulletin board, but a room that people can come into and root around and look at all this stuff, and I can communicate with them, and, um, and I didn't want it to have any save-the-world qualities. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sick of celebrity. I mean, if you knew as many, you do, but if you know as many celebrities as I do, they're not going to help anything. <laughs> like, why are they always in that group that's like, here, follow me. Like, don't follow them. Except if it's on a show or in a movie. <laughs> They're entertaining, you know? Well, I think, I, think it is the, I think a lot of it is the publicity thing. But it's interesting to hear you say that you don't date publicly because it, may, it should make people realize that a lot of times the people you see all over those magazines have made some version of a choice to play into that. Oh my god. Because I mean, yeah, you and then and then you keep making more choices. That's what scared me. Is like if I ever started doing that with someone 
made a joke once that I wanted. Oh man, it's like this is what happens in a podcast. You just start opening up and you forget <laughs> that you're even recording. But I wanted to write a book about my time in Hollywood called "The People I Could Have Fucked." <laughs> <laughs> but but there is that kind of like, you know. Uh, this would be good for both of us, and it would. Yeah, that's it's like a drug, you know. Like the first hit would be amazing. Like you'd be more famous, you'd be offered more projects that Monday. And it just gets dirtier and dirtier. Yeah. And, and then it's like, desperate. okay, so who do I have to keep dating? Okay, if I date this person who I hate, yeah. it'll make a headline. Oh, man. And then I'll, you and know, just and like for cocaine, it ends up you're blowing someone in a dumpster. Except instead of cocaine, <laughs> except <laughs> in the that person is. Yeah. Come on, man. What? Fill in the blank. Who? Anyone? <laughs> Who? Someone Who from Trojan War. I don't know. <laughs> Donkey Lips from Salute Your Shorts. Hey, no. Wow, nice. Oh, wow. Uh, nice. Shit. I don't know why. I don't know why that came to my head. That was a, that was a super, super, super deep cut. Yeah. But yeah, it is It is because um, I remember uh, 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 when Joel McHale did that Soderbergh movie, he um, the, the Matt Damon one. That movie's great. Yeah, the informant. informant. Yeah. The informant, yeah. And, uh, and so we, we were sort of talking about celebrity culture, and he goes, yeah, you know, like... You know, Matt, Matt Damon's not on the cover of Us Weekly all the time because he chooses not to be. Like when you travel, I know him and his wife, by the way, and they are an amazing couple. Like they're the nicest people, and he's doing great work. He's in this movie I just did, Interstellar. Yeah, like and he's he's just an amazing guy, and it's clearly. I mean, there are many other people that aren't celebrities. There are actually more people on Earth that aren't celebrities. <laughs> what? <laughs> than are celebrities? What? Who are these people? Is I don't know. I've never met anyone. I remember. But I, but you know, I, I'm always flummoxed by that. But then I realize it. It is truly all those things uh, are a deal with the devil. So this for me is a. I mean, not just dating publicly, selling stuff publicly, or um, doing anything for you know being a real fashionista. Yeah, that's a way to to have a whole kind of content that you give the audience. They see you dressed up and. Uh, that certainly wasn't going to be the way I was going to go. So to me, this is like, I hope something that gets copied, but in different ways <laughs> by people, which is give the audience what they should be expecting from you, which is better content than stuff they can get from their friends. Well, also just stuff that, stuff that, stuff that you care about. And I think as long as people, you know, uh, th- there, there's one reason why, or I'm sure there are a lot of reasons, but I think there's a major, major reason why, you know, you could spend $100,000 making a super slick video and putting it up on YouTube and it gets 5,000 views. And some kid, you know, basically uh, goes out in his backyard and, you know, like takes video of his dog on a trampoline and it's like 5 million views. Because there's, I think anything that's too slick now, people feel like they're being sold something and they don't trust it. Yeah. So as long yes. as people understand that you care about what yes. you're what you're saying to them and that you're not trying to take advantage of their time or their money or their attention yes. then i think they're like okay this is i i'm in I'll, I'll i'll i'm in for this i mean that's what a good movie is essentially it, no matter what amount of money is behind it is that there's a pure thing you're trying to say you're not trying to sell something yeah. to someone you're but trying as, to really and as say an actor something. god you have so i think out of anyone i think an actor probably you have i think some of the least amount of control in a movie about yeah. how that movie turns out because you're being directed you're being edited you're being lit they're putting music over you and yeah. so I'm sure you know you must you like you read something you go oh my god this is like the disparity between what oh, you I read I came to peace with that a long time ago which is yeah. uh, it's a collaborative medium and I'm not the boss and honestly uh, do, that's another great thing about doing Serial Prize is that I am the boss and it's a great, you know, time filler in between, you know, when I'm on set, I'm not doing anything. But it's also like uh, an artistic project. Sounds like some therapist gave me this. But it, but it is. <laughs> I it, need it's something. everything I love. Going around and sharing stuff. 
I was always that guy. If you come over to my house, you know, it's like, and again, this is not an invitation. It's just a hypothetical. Sure. No, no, we'll be coming over. <laughs> but like you, you say like, you know, hey, I want, I'll show you the Star Wars thing I did or check out this video this guy did or, you know, yeah. I yeah. love sharing that stuff. And so it was always really frustrating to answer your question um, to not be able to have any communication with the audience when I wasn't in a movie. Yeah. And then also getting feedback and really, I mean, like, yeah. you know, the constructive amounts of feedback. Um, do you envision yourself, um, are, did, did you start, did you tie a YouTube channel to this? Or are you going to do video for the site? That's... There's video on the site. And then I guess once we do enough um, created content, a lot of it's like me pulling together stuff that, that I just want to, like this morning I took all the Roger Rabbit cartoons. Like just no one's ever put them together, and that's just going to be a post. Nice, oh, that's fantastic. Like, like all the shorts. Yeah, all the shorts. They're yeah. all, yeah, most of it's sitting out there on YouTube. It's like I just did the other night all the soap opera things that Greg Kinnear's in from the what's the uh, Nurse Betty? Remember that? Oh movie? yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it's Nurse amazing. Betty. There are like twelve episodes, and Greg Kinnear is brilliant on yeah. the soap opera. And I like that's a post. Like, and I was watching him. It's just like. Maybe this is all just a product that my friends really don't want to sit there and watch all this stuff with me. <laughs> but I think someone will, you know, like, but uh, I, uh, there's tons of stuff that's on there that I love. And then there's stuff um, that I want to do when I'm on the set of a movie or in promotion for that movie that I have liked doing Funny or Die stuff yeah. like that. But why not do it um, for my website? Well, I think, <clears throat> I think at least, I mean, maybe you, maybe you have an overall plan with everything. Do you have an overall plan with all of it? No. Okay, but that I also f- goes for my career. But I feel. Like <laughs> <laughs> but I also feel like. But I, I, I think on, on, a, on a subconscious level, your brain is trying to express something that it's leading you to. That there is that at some point after you've you know done enough of it, you'll look back and go, oh well, this will now afford me the ability to do this, which is something that I actually really wanted to do. That I feel yes. like there's something that you're working towards that maybe your conscious mind isn't fully aware of yet that you're trying to express. Well, I hope for me the success that you had with the Nerdist. Like I oh. love uh, what that represents, and it's funny. It becomes like I use the word brand because that means there's some marketing element to it. But it becomes like a um, once enough people know the name the Nerdist, they understand what that means, which is which is I, I believe. Uh, it's cool now to do this stuff, right? I hope so. I mean, I think, I think, I think what I think what we represent is just that it's okay to like the things that you like, and it's okay to celebrate things that you're fanatical about, and it's okay yeah. to. I, I think I, I hope that ultimately the message is like, well, it's supportive, and you know, it's cool because when I was growing up, it was not cool to like the things that I was into, and I was socially ostracized and tortured relentlessly um, growing, growing up in the South, and so it just, you know, for me, it's just like, hey. This is sort of like uh, a hug. Yeah. It's okay to yeah. like these things, yeah. and you're not a That's you know great. like you don't have to be ashamed. Um, but there there are a lot of there are a lot of great aggregation sites that um, have you have you checked out likecool.com? Oh yeah, I've been on a whole tour. It was a great at the beginning. I kind of started working on it six months ago, and it was great to look at what other people have done. For me, serial prize means I love that feeling. And even if you weren't alive in the '80s, everyone has a Saturday morning version of life, which is your parents are still asleep. You wake up, eat shitty cereal, eat that. They don't have that really great shitty cereal that we had, though. I mean, like, no, no, that Lucky Charms, and they got that. You find that prize, yeah. and I think all these things should be just like, like there's that uh, JDO Head mashup album I'm gonna put yes. on there, yeah, yeah, yeah. or uh, like I'm doing best songs of the '90s. I'm gonna do a whole week that's like best songs of the '90s and nice. '80s, like. 
like when you go into like at all, at all uh, fake songs from bands that don't exist. <laughs> oh, perfect. Like, so, hey, that's my bike. Um, what's the one? The Citizen Dick. You know, oh, yeah, like Touch Me, I'm Dick. Jesse and the Rippers, Zach yeah. Attack. Like, there's like a whole list, of, a whole week that goes Shit. for the jacket. But I want that feeling of when people get to it, that kind of like, we're about to watch cartoons, you know, on that little like black and white TV that's in the kitchen. Yep. You know? What I hear you saying is <clears throat> that, you're, that you want to create that thing that you were talking about, that, that, that 80s Amblin feeling of like yeah, yeah, yeah. wonderment and excitement and yeah. fun and you know this is all really cool and I mean I was I was very much alive in the in the 80s and so uh I, you know I was I was old enough to catch all all of that stuff yeah. and and I do I do kind of miss it too because there there is a lot of shit that's uh, that's really cynical so I think it's good to especially when you look at the landscape of <clears throat> How much negative stuff there is, and how yeah. much cynical stuff that like putting good, nice things is very uh, refreshing for people at the same time. Yeah. So, so I, I'm curious to see what it grows into. I mean, I'll probably wind up calling you for advice, but I, <laughs> whatever, whatever. I'll tell you whatever I think I know, but I don't. I still feel like it's funny. Maybe you feel like this way too. With you know, even as long as you've been acting too, or there are some days where you go, I totally got this shit nailed down. And then you'll go to bed that night going, why did I think I knew what was happening? Like, you just, you don't, you seem so blindsided by everything that I think the trick is like, you just don't ever really know anything. Oh oh my God, I have more of that than the first one. But I really like trying new stuff. I think, I think you feel more like that as an actor if you repeat the same kind of stuff all the time. Yeah. That's why I think that Steve Martin thing is like when he gets, not bored, but when he says, okay, I got this on lock. Then he learns the banjo, or then he you know, gets into art, or that's what I'm getting from that book. Yeah. Um, and I'm basically the new Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's he a does, terrible. Uh, I'm not comparing myself let's to Let's be Steve honest. Martin. He does not want to be the Steve Martin anymore. He has to. That's like the be Dread Pirate. It's like the Dread Pirate Roberts. He has yeah. to pass down the Steve Martin. Right, right, right. And I think, if anything, I'm much you know, more talented. <laughs> well, the original Steve Martin is living like a king in Patagonia. <laughs> um, but I think it must be interesting. I wonder what it's like because there wasn't. I mean, there was definitely online. You weren't, but not as much social media when that '70s show was on. But there were certainly forums and chat rooms and so. But you didn't go near any of that. But I would imagine that. Do you find that people are threatened by you sometimes because you're uh, you're a, a handsome man who speaks very articulately and you you have your have this acerbic wit? Do you do you feel like people are like? Hey, what's that guy? What is he all about? Like, Do you mean just in my personal life? Or no, online? I mean just like online and the way that people interact and like making sort of snap judgments. You no, know, I haven't interacted that much with people online. I mean, someone told me this, like, don't worry when you go on Twitter. Like, the only people who show up, like, it's something, like, when I show up in a comic book store, everyone's like, yo, man, I love Venom, man. Great job. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not sure they say that when I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> but Did you I just type in all caps the opposite of that? Yeah, I know. And then, no, yeah, bro. yeah, I know. So I think, like, yes, there's a version of that on Twitter where, uh, or wherever you are on the internet, sure. where if they know you're there, they're a little more polite. And by the way, I'm sure I'm guilty of saying with my friends that, you know, whatever. Like, I didn't like always. Like, right. I just did in this yeah. program. And let me tell you something. Like, that's better than any movie I could ever direct. And it's <laughs> right. yeah. a fantastic film, and I worship Spielberg. So, you know, everyone's kind of guilty of saying that stuff when someone's not listening. But I haven't... Um, I, that wasn't why I did it this way or created Serial Prize that way. Yeah. I just think it's... I just want to share big cuts of content that you can't... You know, like, I don't want to write a... 
like you're saying, like, hey, check out this omelet, like, hashtag, mm. Like, <laughs> that's something a buddy could text to anyone in America. I want to, you know, our job, just like this podcast should be better than a podcast that someone's doing at a high school, you know, because you guys are professionals. Like, yeah, well. <laughs> as Jonah rubs his eye, I don't know. No, it's, you have a responsibility to do a slightly elevated, you know, we should all give better content to the audience, I think. I think it's also fun to, you know, you know what, what you could inspire in sort of creating this, and, and not just aggregating, but also like a lot of the stuff that you're creating is you are sort of inspiring other creators to go, oh, hey, you all know, right. I could build on that, or what about this idea? I hope everyone does better. their own thing. Thing and then uses Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and whatever the next one is that is getting created right now, but we don't know about, to just shoot out like, hey, here's an announcement. There's a place where I'm making content. Come there, it's, which is uh, you know what you guys do. But uh, it just kind of, it feels to me like there are only three tweets, which is this boring thing is happening to me, promoting something that I just did, right, or. Um, I don't know. I just took a weird poop or something. You know, it's just or, like a, or all caps raging. Yeah, it's there's like, there's no kind of like or saying something that you probably just shouldn't say publicly. Right. So like I I think uh, I don't know. It should be should be used as people should really be thinking about this content. But we're probably in the wild west in terms of social media. Yeah, like that, that will. Are, you know, well, I, I think I think we're in the wild. I think we're in the wild west of the sort of sociological effects of what's going to happen. You know, with a generation of people who live. Online publicly, and then you know, don't really assume they don't really have to assume any responsibility for anything they say, or they're interfacing with a machine. I mean, as much as as much as we're interconnected with the internet, we're, it's also a very isolating. Yeah, uh, it's a very isolating medium because you're just like this yeah, most yeah. of the time. Or if you're in a room full of people and you don't know anyone, you're just on your you know you're on your phone and you're not actually interacting with the world. So you know, I, I think. I think it's fun to sort of create challenges that force people to interact with one another. Yeah. Next year, we should get you to come to No Pants Day. What is that? No Pants Day. Was By the way, already? I'm in. Okay, oh, good. Good. It's perfect. It just happened, but once a year. So this group, Improv Everywhere, have you seen Improv Everywhere's work? Was this, are they like UCB? No, well, well no, the guy was from UCB. He was, so they basically, um, this guy started uh, this, uh, this thing called Improv Everywhere, and they, they're essentially these kind of like social sketch comedy experiments. So you'll, you'll, I'm telling you this now, and then later you'll go down a rabbit hole on, on YouTube. But so, like for instance, they'll put like 10 of their troupe in a Starbucks, and then those people will do the same sequence of events over and over and over again, seemingly like if you just walked in, you wouldn't know that all those people know each other. Oh, crazy! And so yeah. it's so it's basically like just flash mob. It's kind of flash mob, but it's more like it's very, very controlled and, and specific, controlled. and it's and 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 this is on the internet. I can watch this. Yeah, yeah. All right. And so No Pants Day was um, one year a, a a large group of them got on the subway in like business suits and stuff, and then just underwear, like no pants. Mm-hmm. And so, and it was just sort of like watching the reactions of people try to wrap their brain around, like, well, why are there? Is there something I don't know? You yeah. Know? And then people at other stops getting on also without. Oh, fans. that's cool. Yeah. And so, so it became this sort of like this thing where once a year 
you get on, and they have it in Los Angeles where you get on at Union Station and you ride it into Hollywood Highland. As, yeah, you know, I'm down. Just, just, I'm comfortable just, with full frontal if it calls, yes. if, the, if the project calls for it. Yeah. One of the best things they did was, uh, it's also one of the meanest ones, was the uh, best gig ever, I think. Do you remember that one? Oh, or I heard about this. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the same guys that did that, where they found a band on MySpace. That oh, had, right, right, right. And then they descended on them. They like, knew yeah. all the words yeah, to all Yeah, they were just <laughs> wearing homemade shirts and come, and then like they just, right when they start playing, go and just like sing along to every song right when they're done they all leave <laughs> <laughs> you know though, I don't think that's mean I think that sort of I think that gives the you, yeah it sounds like it's like it's like oh that kind of gives the band like it's like oh this is what it could be like but then there was an interview with the guys afterwards on 60 minutes or some kind of uh, news program the guys were just all really bummed out about it right you <laughs> like, tasted the honey but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it was more like you sniffed the honey like <laughs> here's some honey <laughs> what is it please yeah. come back well, that's not for you <laughs> where are you going honey <laughs> Um, do you uh, do you ever want to do like live stuff at all? Well, the screening the screenings are going to be kind of our version of getting to, and I think we're going to tape some stuff there. So cool, um, kind of people's reactions and stuff because we're never going to be able to actually show any of these films. Right, I think we're going to show maybe kind of trailers. Yeah, um, but those are cool. Interstellar. They, there was just a teaser trailer like maybe a month yeah. ago for yeah. Interstellar. Uh, which is always a good sign when they start dropping teasers way before a movie comes out. Yeah, and you know, I love teasers when... they Actually, Matthew was in it, but when the Spielberg used to do those great teasers where there's not even footage from the film. Yeah. None of the actors. It's just a guy blowing off a piece of amber. You can tell I'm into this Amblin thing. But like, <laughs> there's a little fly in it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, you know, the... It was like actually a, good, a great like hook uh, teaser. It was just a map. Do you remember that? Yes. Oh, Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, but, then, and then Hook happened. And then, <laughs> <laughs> again, Mr. Spielberg, full respect. Amazing. Listen, I could never have made that movie. Um, On paper, it looked good. I, I love the idea. You know, yeah. he's the right guy. Robin Williams, great. Uh, Dustin Hoffman is Captain. Are you fucking kidding me? Of course. Yeah, Bob Hoskins, come on. Rufio? I mean, Rufio. Oh, <laughs> shit. But, yeah, that's right. Was that him dying? Yeah. <laughs> Rufio, shit. You just stabbed me through the Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I, uh, yeah, I think. What I want to do is like um, just like promotion for stuff I'm in, but in a different way. And that I I haven't figured out yet because I haven't been doing the site while I've been working on something. I was just thinking the other day, like I should do, I just did this movie with Chris Evans early in the year, and he's a really, really funny guy. Yeah, he's really funny. And like we should do one of those 50s, like um, I'm now just wasting airtime. No, not at all. But like where you know where someone like looks to the camera is like oh hello, <laughs> like welcome to our set. You know it's like filming. Oh like right like, at the end of a scene. Like let me it's tell like... you something about my character. Yes. he's <laughs> quite a dashing fellow. You know yeah. they, they... that stuff's a great idea because it's it breaks the norm of you know just the typical like here are the scenes from the movie and and those things yeah. that you're talking about are essentially like. Um, their 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 tone. Uh, it's it's what MTV used to do, really 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 well. Yeah, the, so yeah, those yeah. image campaigns, the ones that broke Dennis Leary or Jimmy the Cab Driver, yeah. or any of those ones. That well, it's content. What I again, what I don't like about someone taking a picture on Instagram of a film set they're on and their craft service, like yo, first day of Interstellar. Yeah. Like it doesn't. <laughs> I don't know what that does. It's like your buddy is also, in, you know, texting you like yo, first day of school. Yeah, true. We should be giving better, you know, even in saying things, it should be better content. So I hope there's kind of a nice balance yeah. to that. There is good. The uh, there is stuff that's been done like that before in the movie. Because uh, I remember there was a, um, and it's always more exciting. And it's, you know, more yeah. like uh, 
There was well, an even ed- teasers are that thing, yeah. which is a, it's made especially just for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There was, a, there was an Ed Wood one where it's um, you know Johnny Depp in yes. like the yes. you know the Angora sweater and the wig, and like he's like, hi, I'm Johnny Depp. I play in a mo- I play Ed Wood in a movie called Ed Wood. And he's like in a meat packing <laughs> place, and, and like he just kind of tells the story of it really weirdly as he's smoking a cigarette. You it's just write that down. You gotta, I gotta write that down. Look that up. But it's uh, yeah, it's it's great. It's just I have really just a cool. trailer section on the site. I'm so oh, into nice. trailers. Yeah. Oh, you know who does uh, who finds really good trailers is uh, Joe Dante. If you like, yeah. Who cuts good trailers? You mean? No, like, he has uh, trailers from hell. Can which you is write this... that down too? Bro? <laughs> <laughs> kind of rip off part of that. But uh, yeah, Joe Dante like uh, has a site called Trailers from Hell where it's like he'll uh, find old oh. trailers and then um, I think he has like directors like big name directors like recut old movie trailers or something. Oh yeah, I did this Robert Rodriguez film and he showed me. Trailers that he recut, and I hope the world sees these at some point. Really? He did like a Jaws trailer because he used the voice, you know, of that the, guy. Like he does another, yes. yeah, whatever. I don't know the, what he's the, saying. The, uh, yeah, Unstoppable killing style. Machine. Yeah. It, well, it was a Grindhouse trailer that Robert Rodriguez cut to Jaws. Oh, perfect. I hope. I maybe I can call him and he'll put it on my site or something. But it's like. Uh, Oh my God! As he's talking, he used all the bloodiest parts of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was the craziest, like Jaws. <laughs> and then, like, yeah, you see that. Uh, who is it? Who's the? Uh, what, Robert Shaw. Yeah, it was Quinn. Robert oh, Shaw. Robert Shaw, yeah. right? Him in the <laughs> shark getting eaten. It's like, Jaws. It's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Everything about going in that house. Don't. Well, you saw. Yeah, you, it was just yeah. like that. You saw those recut. Trailers for like Shining and Mary Poppins. Oh, I love and, that. Too. That's yeah, all on the yeah. site. Like that's all the stuff I want to. There's there's a, there's a really great. I don't know if you're on Reddit at all, but Reddit. I'm not on Reddit. I'm almost scared of Reddit. But no, I, it's fine. Maybe it's fine. I'll get on it. It's fine because you basically it's you know the the, the beauty the, the real secret sauce to Reddit mm-hmm. is in is in the really obscure subreddits. Not not the main. I mean, like the main ones can be fine. Like picks funny gaming, whatever. Right. But then you start you start finding these really specific ones right. that are so. There's there's one that's uh, obscure media, which is r slash obscure media, and people find the fucking craziest old shit that you'd fr- like. Someone posted. The entire um, Spider-Man TV movie from the seventies. Oh. It's like narrated by Stan awesome. Lee. That's awesome. Uh, and and so, or they'll find like old commercials, or, or like there's. And I found this like really insane. Um, it's, it's totally psychedelic Kentucky Fried Chicken commercial from like 1965. What was that for? It was for Kentucky Fried Chicken. Like someone. Oh, oh, oh I thought actual... you meant the Kentucky Fried movie. That no, was no, 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 great no, commercials yeah, in no. too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh god, yeah. fucking Kentucky Fried movie was. Uh... Was that Gandhi? Is that Gandhi? <laughs> no, no, that was uh, that was that's the, UV. That was UHF. UHF. That was yeah. the Red House movie. Yeah, but I, I think Reddit Reddit has a lot of trenches that will satisfy. Things that you like. Um, I, I got I, I think you will. I think you will learn to love it. I think it. this is my way of wanting to say hello, and this is me, and yeah. not go into it. Um, I just want. I just want to. Like I liked when we were working on seventy show when I I'd never acted before that. I had a weird thing where someone saw me in like a high school play. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. That was my first audition. I had yeah, no it was idea. crazy. And like I liked when we started it because I didn't know anything about entertainment. I mean, I'd been in like one high school play, and I thought. This is great because we work all week to do 22 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I hate these like selfies so much is you go like, how much work did you put into that? Like, yeah. It'd be cool if you did a selfie with, you know, I don't know, whatever, some kind of illustration or you got people together. I mean, there's a way to make it great content. Sure. But great content could come in every different form. But I, I want to, if I am shooting out a, a thing every day on Twitter or Facebook, I want it to be something that when people go, 
it, what you're talking about. You know, it's yeah. like, oh shit, that's like an hour of fun. You know. Yeah. Well, I think that's a, I think that's a good reason to do anything, and that's a good place to come from. And so people should go. It's serialprize.com. Yeah. Um, and uh, and by the way, uh, when you first came on Twitter, <clears throat> my girlfriend was delight. You tweeted at my girlfriend, and she was delighted. Oh, did I? Yes. I don't think I even knew that. She. Yeah. What's up with that, bro? <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, no. Cool. She was. She was. Del- she was like, "Who Topher Gracie tweeted oh. at me?" Um, <laughs> I think I answered everyone for like a day. <laughs> that was like my thing. No, 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 no. Let her think it was special. Um, no, she and I have kept in close contact. Oh shit! Sweet what? girl. Sweet what? girl. I don't. That yeah. feels. You weird. take that? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it. He's charming. I'm gonna take it. I'd never until you until that '70s show. I'd never heard the iteration Topher of my name except for um, my uh, Will Wheaton used to date this girl when we were in college, and she called me Toaf because yeah. she said like everyone calls you Chris. Like she wanted it to be oh, you, oh as a Christopher, you'd never heard that. I no one crazy. had ever, and so in, in college, I was like. You're you're blowing my shit up. Like I just had never occurred to me. Like I loved it, but it had never occurred to me that oh yeah, you could just the other the other side of the name. That was because when I went to boarding school, I think a lot of people think it's like an acting name or something. But when I went to boarding school, which I went young, I was like 13 when I went to boarding school, and the hottest girl in school. First of all, my mom is a Patricia trapped in a pat, so she was pushing Christopher (laughs) on me, and I think didn't fully realize that Chris Grace. Like, when abbreviated doesn't sound as good as Christopher Grace. Like, I'll say, hey, like, what's that name under? And I'll say Grace. And they'll be like, Chris? I'll go, no, Chris, Chris, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when I got to school, I thought, I want to really be called Christopher here. And then the hottest girl in school, like, during orientation was like, um, you should go by Topher. And I was like, done. That is a great idea. <laughs> that was it. So thank you to... You know who you are. <laughs> I'm sure she's listening to yeah. the Nerdist. Yes. <laughs> and if she, you're still hot, she might be. <laughs> thanks. She might be. Thanks. Yeah. Hey, yeah. thanks, bro. <laughs> hey, bro. Hey, bro. Um, but uh, it was really good to see you. It was and a pleasure, please, man. Thank you for letting me come you know, on. This come back anytime. And if you ever want to pop on that midnight show and do anything and fuck around, you're certainly welcome to do so. That show's or, great, by the way. Oh, you're thank you very that. much. It's going great, right? You got renewed, right? It is, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we got picked up for the year. We're doing like 40 weeks. So it's it's been fun. It's been insane. It's fun. and and again, it, it sort of reinforces the idea that I think one of the great. I mean, there are many gifts that you could that you should um, strive for in this life, but one of them is to work on things that you actually care about, which yeah. you don't really, doesn't really occur to you when you're young because maybe more now because of the internet and people can people take things it all the time and people can people have the tools to take their own destinies in their uh, into their own hands, but yeah. but it really is like it is it is the best thing in the world to be like. Not yeah. only do I enjoy doing what I'm doing, but I'm Proud of it. Endless gasoline to do it. Yeah. Like you don't ever have to fill up again because you love what you're doing, right? I I think the first, um, let's see, 13 years of my career was there was always a but after I would say what I was working on. Like, (laughs) we're going to sing. But, you know, I mean, it's like it's not for everyone. It's kind of like, you know, a dating show, but it's like (laughs) it's silly. You know, like I always felt like there was a disclaimer afterwards. Yeah. I've well, been to that party, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, uh, I, I wish I wish you the best, and that you don't ever have to be at that party again. <laughs> thank you, constantly. thank you, man. Um, is there anything else you want to say or announce or talk no, about? I anything just really else? Really, had a lot of fun. Thank you guys cool. for having me. Thanks, Tover Grace. Right. Enjoy your burrito, everyone. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. <laughs>
This episode of the Nerdist Podcast is brought to you by Stamps.com. Go to Stamps.com, click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in Nerdist for a $110 bonus offer, including a digital scale and $55 of free postage. That's Stamps.com. Enter the promo code NERDIST. This episode is brought to you by the effortlessly scrumptious bite of Skinny Pop Popcorn. Imagine this. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious kernels, a symphony of just three simple ingredients. Popcorn sunflower oil, and a sprinkle of salt. No compromise, just pure snacking freedom. And hey, if you're up for a twist, dive into flavors like zesty white cheddar to sweet and salty kettle. Every bite's a delight, light and oh so tasty. Shop Skinny Pop now.